You are listening to Meet the Thriller Author, the podcast where I interview writers of mysteries, thrillers, and suspense books. I'm your host, Alan Peterson, and this is episode number 71. In this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be interviewing New York Times bestselling author Bob Mayer. Bob is a graduate of West Point and a former Green Beret who has now published over 75 books and has sold over 5 million copies of his books. He's the author of several best-selling series, including The Green Berets and Area 51. I'm going to be talking to Bob about his writing process, the publishing world, and a whole bunch more. So stay tuned in a moment for my interview with Bob Mayer. Before I get to the podcast, I want to tell you about Masterclass. Uh, James Patterson has a course available on the Masterclass website, which I have taken, and it is pretty amazing. So I want to uh, tell you about that. If you're not familiar with Masterclass, uh, they provide online classes taught by some uh, incredible uh, teachers. Uh, You can uh, learn uh, writing from Malcolm Galdwell. You can learn uh, filmmaking from Martin Scorsese, directing from Ron Howard. Uh, Judd Apatow teaches uh, comedy. Uh, Stephen Curry teaches uh, basketball, and on and on. Uh, Gordon Ramsay can teach you how to cook, so it's pretty pretty amazing. Uh, but the one I really wanted to uh, get your attention to is James Patterson. I took that master class. You get the 22 lessons over three hours of, of video where James covers everything from starting your outline to getting published. There's also class workbooks. And my favorite part of the uh, master class was you actually get to download his outline for his best-selling uh, novel, uh, Honeymoon. So I downloaded the outline, I bought the the novel, and I compared the two, and that in itself was an amazing lesson uh, from James Patterson himself, you know, you can, his real outline that he used to, to uh, publish that book. So it's pretty amazing. So go to thrillingreads.com forward slash masterclass, learn all about it. And uh, full disclosure, that is an affiliate link of mine. Uh, so if you go to masterclass and sign up through that link, uh, it's a great way to support this podcast. And I appreciate it. Hey, everybody. This is uh, Alan with uh, Meet the Thriller Author. And for this episode of the podcast, I have Bob Mayer on Skype. I'm really excited to talk to Bob about his uh, books and his writing. Uh, Bob, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for agreeing to be uh, to be on the podcast. Um, for our listeners who might not be familiar with your work, can you tell us a little bit about your background and your, uh, and your writing? Very briefly, my background was... Uh... I was in the military a number of years, uh, serving in the infantry and special forces, and I've been writing for about 30 years now. I've got uh, 75 books out, a mixture of things, military thrillers, but also sort of science fiction books. Um, I've written in quite a few genres. I was looking at your uh, at your website, and uh, I counted like 10 or 11 series, plus you co-author some books and nonfiction. It's uh, very prolific. <laughs> I sort of write what interests me at the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i have read i've read your green beret series and um i've also read a couple of your area 51 books uh, do you have any preference in, in in the genres that you write um not really I, i've enjoyed them all but i'm heading back towards writing uh more type thriller books uh getting away from the science fiction other than maintaining the area 51 series i would imagine that being a, a former green berets that's that Comes in, uh, must have come in obviously very handy for uh, <laughs> your Green Beret series. Are you gonna? Is that is that a series you're gonna be continuing, or are you gonna be working on some new stuff? I'm working on something new, more of a. Uh, I'm going for more of a high concept type book. And um, so, what's your what's your latest book uh, out now? 
Uh, I just had uh, Area 51, The Invasion, come out uh, last month. I did two Area 51 books, picking up the original series uh, 10 years later. So that was that was an interesting experience, but I think enough time had passed that it was clear in my mind what I wanted to do. Do you, like, focus on one series, or do you, like, write multiple series at one time, or...? I can only do one book at a time. I mean, that's that's enough to keep in my head. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and what's your what's your process then? Do you like um, do you outline these uh, thoroughly, or do you just like jump in and start writing them? Uh, my process has changed over the years. I used to be an, an outliner and focusing on plot, but I've sort of moved on to something I'm very focused on now is process. And actually, I'm sort of doing more stream of consciousness now. I think I've written enough that I know when I'm going wrong. And I also tr- trust my subconscious that it's it's doing interesting things for me that I can pull together. And so you, you mentioned before that, that you write kind of like what interests you. So before you started writing, were you a fan of sci-fi and thrillers? Oh, yeah, I read everything. Uh, I mean, I had no formal writing training. I just, uh, I think when I wrote my first thrillers, I just regurgitated all the thrillers I'd read. I mean, I knew there, subconsciously, I knew there was a template. And so I just focused on that. Started to write when you were in the military in, in Korea. Is that the you just one day just said I'm, I think I'm gonna write a book. <laughs> yeah, actually, literally, I had some time on my hand and uh, had the old five twelve K Mac and and that was brand new and just sat down and started writing. I didn't think about getting published. I just wrote a book. <laughs> and so you said this was thirty years ago, huh? Yeah, I wow. started in nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. <laughs> So back then, I mean, uh, the only way to go was uh, was to was to go the traditional route and get an agent and all that. Um, how was that process for you? And what are the changes that you've seen in the last thirty years? Um, that took three years to get an agent and get published. Um, I was living in Korea at the time, so that was even harder. I finally got back to the states, collected a whole bunch of rejections. And then I finally signed with my first agent. Um, actually, I think things have gone full circle. Um, I actually just met my current agent uh, in New York, Thrillafest, and I talked with her. I've self-published my last, I don't know, five, six books. I've also published with Amazon's thriller imprint, uh, I mean, uh, science fiction imprint, 47 North. And now I'm, I was talking with her what I want to do with the book I'm currently working on. Yeah, that is interesting. That is something that it's interesting. You mentioned that full circle because I've seen that too in the last few years now. Uh, more of the, more people are starting to like look for agents. Um, so yeah, it is kind of interesting that you mentioned that because that's that's a trend that I've been noticing as well. <laughs> well, the indie golden age is over. I mean, there's so much stuff being put up there now that uh, to stand out from anybody else is almost impossible. So at least having an agent and then hopefully getting a publisher gives you a slight leg up. Not that it's really any easier to succeed on that path than any other. So who were some of your favorite authors when you were, uh, you say you're inspired, you, you, you love the, the genres. Who were some of the authors that inspired you? Oh, I've, there's a bunch of authors. I, I like reading authors that are better than I am, but I remember Alistair MacLean was always a classic. Um, you know, I, I love reading Dennis Lehane or um, um, what'd you call it? Lonesome Dove, Larry McMurtry, love those books. But I also read Tolkien. I read all the old science fiction classics, Asimov, Clark. Um, I just pretty much read everything. And when you start getting the idea that uh, uh, that you might want to be writing a, a new series or, or something like that, what do you do? You like get ideas from like uh, the news, or are they just sort of like from your everyday life, and you start thinking about, oh, that's be an interesting story, or how does that work? Uh, my ideas come from everywhere. I just see or hear something interesting. I, c- I can remember the moment of conception of every book I've written. Um, 
for a long time, I think it was more intellectual, but um, this book I'm currently working on now, it's more of a uh, an emotional thing. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to write uh, a little bit differently, and I think that's important. And you've also written a lot of nonfiction books, like uh, survival type books, and then uh, and then books for writers, um, which is uh, kind of how I first found you as well. Um, you, um, I've always liked your advice for writers. Um, you know, is there like a big difference in uh, in writing a fiction versus a nonfiction, or is the approach sort of similar? Um, actually, they're very different. I find that. Um Nonfiction is easier to write but harder to organize, and fiction is easier to organize because you're the god, but harder to write. And I basically write the nonfiction books because one of the things I learned in Special Forces was what we called SOPs, Standing Operating Procedures. And I always wanted to write one for whatever job I was in, and I found that there really wasn't an SOP for authors. Um, And then I looked at survival books, and I realized they were either for hardcore preppers or Nobody. And there really wasn't a book out there for someone who had no background in survival and just wanted to do basic preparation and know, know the key things they need to know. And what do you use to, uh, to write software-wise? Do you, uh, do, you, do you write in like on Word or do you use like a, a, one of the software writing applications out there? Uh, I've tried using those, but I can't read. I'm too lazy to read instructions. So uh, I use Word and then I like Excel. I use uh, Excel spreadsheets for my uh, what I call a story grid, where I keep track of my story. Can you tell us a little bit about your latest book? You said it was the in the Area Fifty One series. Uh, Area Fifty One Invasion is the eleventh book in that series, and essentially it was kind of interesting because I uh, essentially wiped out the planet pretty much. Um, <laughs> uh, I had the aliens come and show up, and I've always felt if they do come and show up, you know, they pretty much have us outgunned. But it was interesting sitting down and trying to figure out how they would do it and what their goal was. And I, I came up with something that was, that was intriguing for me. Uh, it turned out a lot differently than I thought it was going to be in that it wasn't uh, the classic, you know, um, ray guns and all the rest of that stuff. It was more a biological invasion. So now in this book, they're dealing with the aftermath of the of being, of the of rebuilding and, and being wiped out as a human? Oh, no, the book I'm writing right now is totally different. Um, actually, I'm pitching it uh, to my agent as First Blood Meets Breaking Bad. Oh, cool. That's a great pitch. Yeah, it's it's set in New York City in 1977, and my character's uh, ex-Special Forces, and uh, he's working for a lawyer, and things just start adding up for him, and it pretty much culminates the night of the blackout. There was a famous blackout in New York City in the summer of 77, um, and I've got a whole lot of history going on in the background. Son of Sam was there. I remember he shot a girl I went to school with, actually. So I'm trying to capture that essence of when New York City really was going down the toilet and, how, and the, the craziness of it all. And now, when you're saying when you're pitching that, does that do you do you already have the manuscript completed, or do you? pitch it first and then write it later? I'm just kind of curious how that works. Uh, Well, I'll just pitch that to my my agent, and um, she's agreed to read it. It'll be done probably, I'm three-quarters of the way through the first draft, but then there's going to be a lot of rewriting. So she'll probably have it in September or so, and I kind of wanted to give her a heads up it was coming and what I wanted her to do with it if she felt it was marketable. And when you're writing, uh, when you're in the, in, when you're actively writing a, a story like you're doing now, uh, do you like um, have specific goals like word count or page count? You know, I, I'd like to do that, and I, I hear writers say that all the time, and I'm not sure they're telling the truth. I mean, uh, I do keep count of my my uh, word count, but like 
some days I try to do a minimum of a thousand words a day. And like today I'm up to almost 5,000 just cause I'm doing flashback scenes and I've already knew what was kind of going in them. I write in surges. Um, as a matter of fact, I just finished writing those flashback scenes and now I've started right back at the beginning because I have to now make sure all, well, what do I got? Almost 70,000 words flows. Uh, if those scenes make sense. So I have to start over a lot, quite a number of times to get to the end. And then do you like uh, when you when you get to the end, do you just do you just then go in and read what you've the manuscript and then start working on the second draft right away? Yeah, I do a printout. I, I do a printout probably every twenty five thousand words and put it in a binder because it looks differently on the printed page and you can edit differently like that. Um, so I'll probably do another five thousand words or so and do a printout. Uh, spend a couple of days going through that, key in the changes, and then reboot and get started again. And now, do you still find uh, time to to read, or are you too busy with all these all the series that you have? And <laughs> I do a lot of reading. It's, it's weird, though. I do a lot more uh, nonfiction reading these days. I'm currently reading a biography of uh, William Tecumseh Sherman, just because I've always found him kind of interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah. So like the, that's the general, right? There, civil civil war. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you start to, to write these, uh, these these books now, do you always envision it as a series? Because I see you also have standalones. Um, or does that just, or do you start writing and then decide it's going to be a series or? I, uh, now I plan ahead a bit more early in my career. I didn't plan ahead. Like area 51 was just a standalone and then turned into a well, now an 11 book series. This book is going to be, you know, since I say it's first blood meets breaking bad at the end, my guy has assembled his team of people that he's going to be working with in future books. I have a title for it, but, um, I have no clue what the plot's going to be. When do you envision that one coming out then? That would be in 2019 probably? Or? That'll all depend on what happens with this first book. If we sell it where I want to, that this one will probably come out in 2019, that one the year after, or probably sooner. Publishers um, are definitely looking to put books out faster than they used to in the old days. Yeah, so that's probably something from the, uh, from the whole self-publishing uh, revolution early on, right? Because now it seems like that's so much pressure to publish multiple titles every year now. Yeah, it's the ebook thing that um, the reason in the old days was because they didn't know how a book did for at least six months. And nowadays, you, you get instant feedback on sales, I mean, by the second. And uh, so you worked, uh, you said you, 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 uh, you'd worked with the Amazon's 47, uh, was it 47 North? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your experience with that? Obviously, here at Amazon as a publish, their publishing companies are pretty good companies to work with. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed working with them, and actually, that's my plan for this book. I'm, I uh, met people from Thomas and Mercer and Thrillerfest, and I told my agent she's placed a couple of very successful authors with them, and everybody wants to be in on them right now. And I told her, you know, I'd like to get a shot at that. If it works, fine. If it doesn't, I can always fall back on self-publishing, or if she has something else, she thinks she can someplace else. She thinks she can place it. And how is Thrillerfest? I've uh, I interviewed somebody uh, last week who was out there, and it just seems like it's a fantastic conference. I haven't, I've never been to one, but it just sounds like it was it's amazing. Uh, it's important. Uh, one of the mistakes I made early in my career was not networking enough. Um, a lot of times you, you spend a lot of money and time, and you go to these things, and you go home, and you don't feel like anything happened. But actually, things do happen. I mean, it takes years for some of these connections to bear fruit, but you've got to make the personal connections. And so uh, you mentioned uh, before that um, the, the the golden age of uh, of, of indie publishing uh, is over. What the, what changes have you seen in the last few years? Because uh, I know you've been you were in the in the forefront of the of the indie revolution. 
Um, like I said, the, the market is saturated. I, I know a lot of people who uh, did very well for a couple of years, and then you know the market gets saturated. Their sales crashed. Pretty much any indie author who's going to be honest will tell you their sales are down significantly. Uh, nobody's blogging about it or talking about it, but that's just reality. Um, but it's like traditional publishing. Uh, it's, it's brutal to succeed as a new author. Publishers are throwing 100 books against the wall, hoping one sticks. I still think it's the best time ever to be a writer because um, you do control all, all aspects yourself if you want to, if you're willing to do the work. So you really can't blame agents or publishers anymore. Yeah, and then you, do you still see that even if you have a, an agent and, and, and you have a, pub, a, a publisher behind you, I mean, you're still expected to do a lot of, a lot of the marketing work yourself as well. As far, oh, you have as, to. Is what I've been told. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's very few authors who who succeed in traditional publishing long term. Um, it's just a brutal business. There, it's a numbers driven business, you know. And the market is actually growing smaller, despite what New York is trying to say. The print market, it is, it is growing smaller. Um, ebooks are gaining more and more in the market simply because they're not counting uh, most indie authors. Um, but it's it's uh, it's difficult. A person has to be a business person besides just being an author. Yeah, and also seeing the trends, I think that's what's amazing because you've been doing this for for a long time, um, and and you know you keep you know you keep keep going forward. Uh, so is that something that you you kind of keep your eye on trends and 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 where the market where the winds are blowing in the in the industry? <laughs> I keep my eye on it. I think you have to. I mean, I spend a significant amount of time, a couple of hours each day, uh, marketing and also seeing what's going on in publishing. I don't think you can try for gimmicks or. Um, even try to ride the trends because by the time you try riding it, the trends are already petering out. But I do think authors have to understand what's going on in publishing. Uh, Amazon's starting to make some interesting changes, and we really don't know what's down the pike, but they, there's going to be changes coming. There's always changes. Yeah, there's been some interesting news recently with Amazon, even booting some big big-name authors um, from, from other genres, but still, yeah, it looks like they're really starting to pay attention to what's going, what, what people are doing and some people are doing some shady stuff. So it's been kind of interesting a couple of months in the, in the publishing world. Yeah. I don't, I don't worry so much about the scam artists. Right, um, I yeah. mean, it's there's always people who are going to try to game the system and they've done it with Kindle unlimited. Um, they've done it with all sorts of things and, you know, Amazon deals with it when they get around to it. Um, I, I think they're pretty responsive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of kind of what I agree too. Is like, why worry about that stuff? Just worry about your your work and and what you're doing, and don't worry about the about all the the, the scammers and all that crap. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing with book pirates. I mean, I don't like it, but you know, it's playing whack a mole trying to deal with that. You know, just ignore it. Anybody who is not willing to pay for a book. I don't consider them much of a reader anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's never going to go away. I mean, that's been going on since before ebooks. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for like aspiring writers, I know we've we've touched a bit a little bit about uh, about it, but what uh, kind of advice would you have for somebody who's uh, who's trying to get their get their uh, their their work out there? The best advice I keep going back to it year after year is is the best thing to do is write a good book. The second best thing to do is write another good book. I mean, everything else is. There's important stuff, but ultimately it does come down to the book. It comes down to read a word of mouth uh, for a book to succeed. And that happens when they like the book. I think that's so awesome because that's so true. I think we get so wrapped up in things and forget the basics of you need a good book and you need more than one. Yeah, you always got to stay ahead. I mean, I stayed alive in traditional publishing for 42 books because 
I didn't write just to my contracts. I wrote a book beyond my contracts constantly. So if my contract didn't get renewed, I already had another book that my agent was placing somewhere else. All right, Bob. Well, thank you so much for taking time um, to talk to us and share about your, your work and, uh, and your process. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You can learn more about Bob Mayer and his books at his website over at bobmayer.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of Meet the Thriller Author. I'd like to ask you to please review and rate this uh, podcast over on iTunes. It really helps me get the word out. If you take a few seconds of your time to uh, do that, it would be much appreciated. You can also visit my website at thrillingreads.com forward slash podcast for show notes on this episode, as well as information about the uh, podcast in general. And you can also sign up for my mailing list there. You'll be getting uh, special offers from our guests as well as information uh, behind the scenes information on the podcast and uh, please do visit my author website at alanpeterson.com i appreciate your support and so until next episode i will talk to you then